Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place for advisors to grow their minds and business. This is your host, Doug Heikinen. And today we welcome Stefan Sakai, who's a managing director at Sovereign Partners. Sovereign Partners is located in New York City, is a real estate investment firm that specializes in the acquisition of quality real estate assets and opportunistic debt throughout the United States. Welcome, Stefan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So tell us about Sovereign Partners. What's going on there? So Sovereign Partners is my family's real estate investment firm. We're based in New York City, as you said, and we're now, or I'm now, the third generation of our family who's been investing in U.S. real estate. So our, our family story really starts in the early 1980s. At that time, my grandfather and father and family moved to New York after leaving Iran right before the Iranian Revolution. So in 77, 78, ended up going to London, lived there for a handful of years, and then ultimately moved to New York and began their real estate, their U.S.-based real estate investing career. And really, our, our story is very simple. We have one key philosophy, which is to always protect the downside, then maximize the upside in pursuing real estate opportunities nationally. We've been doing it for almost 40 years now. My father, Darius, and my uncle, Cyrus, co-founded Sovereign Partners, which is the entity in which we invest through today and are based in New York. And we've continued to pursue that same strategy ever since. Is the whole family still involved in the business? So my father and uncle certainly are. My grandfather passed away nearly six years ago now. But we have four family members uh, working at the firm now. And every year we get a new, a new summer intern that comes in to help file paperwork during, in, between, in between high school grades. And get into the family business. Exactly. Um, there was a big change in real estate this past year with yeah. what's happened with the pandemic. So space is vast. Requirements are different. What's going to happen moving forward? Any ideas? Yeah. So we primarily have two basic uh, strategies within the firm. One is focused on Class A high-quality office. And the other is uh, focused on more distressed, opportunistic investing. Uh, so when it comes to our office platform, we've obviously been seeing and everyone's been hearing a lot of change that's occurring. Obviously, work from home being the largest factor. And the truth is, we've gone through waves of the dominance of work from home within, I would say, tenants chatter. So I think right when COVID hit in March of 2020, April of 2020, everyone shifted to work from home is going to be the only route to go. Uh, and you started seeing announcements from a lot of major tenants uh, saying we're going to allow tenants to work remote full time. You started seeing everyone moving across the United States to cheaper areas to live. And I think that's now shifted further back into a lot of people have seen that over the course of the year, work from home doesn't necessarily work as well as they may have thought. At the end of the day, in order to have a collaborative, communicative, entrepreneurial team that is creative, more than likely you need to be together in the same room. So I think that shift from work from home has moved quite considerably. At the end of the day, there still will be a, a new work from home component within, I would say, most firms and large corporations. I think it'll be dramatically smaller than originally anticipated. I was in New York the other week, and it was a little bit disturbing to see so few people <laughs> and so many signs. Does that create opportunities for companies like you? 
Yeah. Yeah. So look, New York is a good example of obviously we got hit first and quickly. I think most firms in New York are probably still waiting to until September as their major return date into the office. But naturally, it creates opportunity because as people and firms more generally shy away from office as an investment strategy and thesis, more people are getting afraid of the headlines. The headline risk associated with office has become pretty dominant in in the day-to-day conversation within real estate investors. And when people typically go one way, we look at that as an opportunity to go the other. So we think that there is going to be a tremendous amount of opportunity within the high-quality multi-tenant office space, which is which we focus on, and we plan on uh, taking advantage of it. The other thing that you guys do very well is distressed real estate. For people who don't know what that is, give us a little bit of education. Sure. Distressed uh, real estate is pretty much what it sounds like, but those situations arise from any number of uh, occasions. You might think a a patriarch passing away and causing disarray within a family that doesn't know how to manage the real estate. It could be occurring from a, a large tenant within a building, a, you know, imagine a retail tenant that is not, has not been able to handle the shift to online, online shopping and went out of business. And now that real estate that that tenant was in may become distressed because the, the owner can no longer pay their debt service. So there's dozens of ways things can become distressed, both on the equity side and on the debt side. And for a group like us, it's our responsibility uh, as investors to try and pursue and find those investments that we think we can buy at pretty dramatic discounts to replacement costs, pretty dramatic discounts to where they may have previously been acquired at at an earlier date, discounts to where our competitive set or competitive buildings are are trading uh, that allow us to find value. Uh, that we can create. Is that a pretty consistent line of business or have you seen a spike in that as well? Yeah. Everything that we do has some layer of distress within it, even within the value add office story. There's always a story in what we do in, in the nature of our business model over the last 40 years. We are an entrepreneurial business. We're always looking for opportunities around and a story around the deal. Um, though distress investing in in the way that we're pursuing it in 2020, 2021 is not something that we find every day. It's something that we were able to pursue pretty dramatically after the Great Recession, starting in 2000 and call it nine through 2012, where we invested in a significant amount of both distressed debt and opportunistic equity investments. That same type of once in a cycle environment we think is here today. And it's something where we will be putting a lot of our own capital in to pursue investments to create a significant amount of wealth for us and our partners. People have been a little bit hesitant about real estate in the past year. So why real estate now? I think we would say real estate always. Uh, (laughs) We we think it's an amazing asset class, obviously, as an alternative that anyone who has the ability to pursue and invest within it should have some exposure. And I think it's one of those things that people think are hard to get involved with if you're not someone who has a million, $5 million check to necessarily invest. And that's no longer the case, right? There are a lot of alternative opportunities to find real estate that you can invest through your financial advisor or whatever it is. In today's environment, we look at real estate as as a massive opportunity to diversify against maybe the stock market or other things that have gone up dramatically over the last year, where where you can now get in effectively at the trough of the market 
find opportunities to go and acquire and create substantial wealth. You mentioned that this should be a part of somebody's portfolio. So how, what's the opportunity for advisors and their clients? Sure. So we, historically, we have been investing in real estate with our own capital, our own family capital, as well as a group of ultra high net worth family and friends. That had been our pursuit over the last 15, 20 years, along with partnering with the more traditional LP investors, such as hedge fund, private equity firms, whatever it is. About three, four years ago, though, we launched a, a separate platform raising, raising capital from retail investors, partnering with financial advisors across the country, at which point we, we could bring on new, a new source of capital. We now probably partner with over 50 firms nationally, thousands of advisors, continue to, to work with them as we pursue our goals of finding these uh, amazing real estate opportunities. For people who want to contact you and learn more, how do they find you guys? So our website is uh, www.sovpartners.com, like Sovereign, sovpartners.com. And we're, we're always available to chat. Jeff Young is our head of capital markets, and, and we're always uh, happy to uh, find new groups to work with. Stefan, thank you so much for joining us today. It's I been a appreciate pleasure. it. Thank you so much. For everyone at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikinen. So would you say that you're long-term real estate investors? So I would say that we look at things from a long-term perspective, but at the end of the day, we're effectively traders of real estate. So our mantra when it comes to investing, whether it's our uh, value-add office strategy or it's our distress strategy, is very simple. Purchase, reposition, disposition. Obviously, purchase is acquiring an asset at a basis and and a quality and a deal that we really think is amazing and love. Reposition is to figure out how do we actually create the value of that specific deal, whether it's spending capital to improve the asset, whether it's repositioning it from an office to a multifamily building, whatever that value is, figuring out what it is and then how we can effect, effectuate that as, as simply and cost effectively as possible. And typically, we're also able to do that pretty well because we're a vertically integrated firm. So we have our own management firm. We have 50, 60 uh, employees nationally that work on site day in and day out managing all of our properties across the United States. And then the last part of it is disposition, which is actually getting out. We are not long-term real estate holders, as you may have asked, in the sense that once we have figured out how to add that value, our goal is to actually get out of it, of that investment as quickly as possible so we can provide a return of capital. And, and that's really the, 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 the crux of what we do. Again, purchase, reposition, disposition. We'd like to get in add value, and get out.